all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. So today we're talking about those holiday gatherings with family. They're supposed to be fun and loving, right? But maybe they're not always. During those family gatherings, do you find yourself suddenly turning back into that teenager, irritated and anxious about those family members and what they might say or do, or maybe that they're reliving the past again and again? Do you wish that you had a way to combat those old feelings? I want to talk about what's going on in your life and what your thoughts are about that. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Okay, so I know many of you... Start off the holidays with the hope that things will be different, only to have some relative say something that makes everything spiral out of control. Um, I uh, There's a, a saying uh, by George Burns. He, he famously said one time, uh, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. So I think his point is... Family's great, and we love them so very much, but sometimes those closest to you can do or say the things that can be the most bothersome. So I want to talk about uh, what issues you've had to deal with, how maybe I can help you today get prepared for what's what's to come. Do you think you're prepared for uh, dealing with those large family gatherings? Do you have some tricks that you've used to get through the holidays that maybe you want to share with us? So let's talk about why sometimes these family gatherings don't turn out to be exactly what you hope they would be. So families are systems, right? They're pods that develop... Um, as we grow up, everybody sort of has their hierarchy, um, their rules and expectations in that that pod, right? So what mom and dad typically say goes, but often there are other outsiders who come in and out of the family who maybe bend or change the rules a bit. So that system that you were in as a child may be vastly different with your now outside forces, your new pod or your new family, that's your own. And then that balance and equilibrium is a bit upset. So trying to figure out how to balance the old with the new when you get back together sometimes is where things fall apart a bit. And family relationships certainly can be complicated uh, a lot of the reason is and I know I find this I, um, that that you all expect that we are all the same still and we're not um, the way we were uh, 20 or 30 or 40 years ago is not the way we are now nor is it the way we should be but 
When you gather family members that you grew up with, the mom, the dad, the aunts, the uncles, um, perhaps the siblings um, that you had, when you all gather back together, sometimes what happens is we tend to fall back into the old ways. Uh, maybe those old family stories that sort of irritated you about yourself that somebody tells over and over about yourself is something you really would like to put away. Uh, You're not that person anymore, but every time you get back together, it seems that people like repeating those same old stories, right? Has that happened to you? I bet many of you out there have those same old stories about yourself that have been repeated? Or have you been one of the guilty ones to keep teasing a sibling about something that happened that embarrassed them? And you knew that, but you still had to keep bringing it up. Um, And why do you do that? Why do you think we tend to do that when we get together as a family? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Um, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org if you have a a story that you want to tell, but you don't really want people to hear your voice. Um, you can do that too. So. Um, I've compiled a few tips that you can use with family members who who tend to make you into that grumpy teen that you don't want to be um, as we move along. But first, Jay, good morning. I wanted to just say good morning to you. Jay White's with us, our good producer. Morning. And um, I wanted to see if you have some thoughts about this. Do you think that this is something that most of us deal with? I don't. I would say to a certain extent, yes. Uh, but uh, an interesting thing that I thought of uh, while you were talking just a second ago is: Do you consider uh, when, when you're spending time with, I guess, what you would consider extended family right. during the holidays? Uh, do you have an atmosphere in your family where all of those people are with you, and you're all on the inside, kind of together? Or are, or are there walls between you and some of your relatives where you consider them kind of outsiders and you think they may consider you outsiders and you're kind of put into this bowl together uh, under the under the banner of family, mm. even though, you know, well, technically you may be, you know, family by blood, but for all intents and purposes, you're not family, really. Because you're so different. Yeah. That's a really good question, and I think that's sort of the point of today's uh, conversation is that many times the people you grew up with are not just like you, and they don't have the same values, and they they don't have the same thoughts and and ideas. And I'm not I'm not talking about political ideas uh, as much as just general values and goals and objectives and wishes that you can. I know I have um, eight. Uh, there are seven siblings. There are eight of us that I grew up with. And though many of us grew up with the same values, um, everybody has evolved into their own person and and my five children who are certainly um younger than the sibling group of mine um certainly significantly younger they still have evolved into not exactly who they were um and then jay i think your other point is you're bringing in other individuals into the family. So that may be significant other, it may be spouse, it may be um, your children who have maybe blood relation but have very dissimilar values than than family members um, that you're gathering with, that extended family member. Yeah, and it's for me, and this is me personally, I've always – Regardless of what has happened, I've always enjoyed having family around. And uh, to me, I've always considered them, uh, you know, glad to have them around. And they're always kind of like part of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think for the most part, regardless of if there's uh, if there have been 
uh, rifts or whatever. It's largely been that way. But I understand that's uh, not every fa- not everybody works like that. Not every family works like that. And um, sometimes uh, when people are not focusing on the right thing, some of these rifts can can grow bigger yeah. than than the connection of being family. Right. And uh, that happens for a lot of people. That is not an irregular thing. So, yeah. And if you, you know, I think one thing that as we talk through this show, one thing that I want everybody to remember is if you work to face forward instead of backwards, many times um, you can find these gatherings exciting and fun that you're not having to look back on what happened before or or maybe a disagreement that happened before or a relationship that went bad for a while. If you can let it go and face forward um, about what's going on in the here and now, um, then then you're going to have a lot more joyous gathering. So what we'd really like to do is hear from you and let us know how you have been able to do this. And if you haven't, maybe we can give you some ideas on what to do. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Today we're talking about those family gatherings and, and how you deal with it. How do you make them fun and loving? How do you make sure that things don't fall off the track and that there's not someone out there who's continuing to stir the pot or to make you feel bad about yourself or who you are? Um, The other thing I think that we can talk to um, after our first break is um, how do you deal with those relatives who come in and tell you how fabulous everything is for them and trying to make you feel the lesser person? Has that ever happened to you? And how do you deal with that? How do you make sure that this isn't one of those brag fests for the people who have accomplished more or done more in their own mind, whether they have or have not. So we're going to take our first break. This is Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We're talking about holidays with the family, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Dr. Susan Buttress, and this is Relatively Speaking. We're talking about holidays with the family. So Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of days, and many of us, many of families seem to gather together now, the extended families, even more so than um, the Christmas holidays later on. Uh, Many of us gather with the family over a meal, over a ball game, over something to get together and talk about the good old times, right? But sometimes the discussion on the good old times brings up not-so-good memories. So the point is, how do we have a happy family gathering with people who have turned into different individuals who maybe don't have all the same values that you do? How do you work with that um, with a family to make it a positive rather than a negative, something that you look forward to, like Jay was just saying, rather than you 
dread the old family gathering and how do you just get through it with grandma who's going to say something about the way you should have better manners or dress differently or with mother about how perhaps you should handle your children differently. I want to hear about how you um, deal with those issues and um, we actually may get some calls from my own family on this one. Uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Uh, let's go to the phones. We have our first caller, Linda. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, tell us what your comments are about what we're talking about today. Oh, uh, well, you, you're speaking about family. Right, and the and, family uh, gatherings. Yes, uh, but uh, sometimes I get annoyed or depressed when, you know, there's a family gathering, a holiday or whatever. Uh-huh. Because uh, when you come from a large family, the older siblings still treat you as if you're a child, not an adult, a child. Isn't that interesting that um, no matter how old you get, um, I have certainly seen families who are in, the children are in their 50s and 60s, and they still still seem to have this odd hierarchy about who's the boss and, and who should have absolute last say. So how, how have you dealt with that, Linda, when that's come up? Oh, I just get up and go in my room and, uh, and try to be away from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't really deal with it, really. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah. And uh, you spoke of bringing up the past or whatever. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, families do that. And they, they will have certain people who they would throw their fiery darts at, you know. And that can be that can be kind of upsetting. Right. So what you're saying is that many times at those family gatherings people bring up old bad stuff. Old things. Yeah, old old things. And so they can just take the merry right out of Christmas <laughs> or, or um, Thanksgiving. They they certainly, that kind of behavior certainly can. And so sometimes just setting up ground rules can make a big difference. Um, like some very basic things about um, what topics we'll bring up. And that let's really not talk about when somebody starts bringing something like a, that up. Linda, what I would suggest that you do is to say, um, let's talk about the present. I'm really, the past is done. It's over. Let's talk about what's going on now in the present and something happy. Tell me something good that's happened to you. Sometimes if you start a positive statement like that, it can um, make people understand where they're going, where they've been, and perhaps turn things around in a more positive manner. So um, here's one of my, I thought maybe let's go over a few of the ways that you can help. And then I'd like to hear from our listeners as to whether they've used any of these. And if they had, did they work? And if they hadn't, do they think they might work? I'd like to hear from you as we move through these. So let me give you rule number one. Rule number one is that. We are not all the same as we were. Stop trying to make everyone go back to the way they were. And stop expecting someone to change who they are. Accept them as they are. Okay, so let me give you a really good example. You can't change that uncle who eats with his mouth full and talks when he has food in his mouth. You you can't change that. If you have an uncle who is 75 and he's doing that, um, find the humor in it. 
perhaps. Um, find a way to deal with it. If you have to, close your eyes for a moment. Do that. But getting upset about it is not going to fix anything. And all it will do, if if you fuss at someone or make an ugly comment about that individual, then you're going you'll upset someone else. So that's rule number one. Quit trying to change people. Accept them as they are. And um, if they have an opinion about something, listen to it. You can say, that's an interesting comment. Or you can just pause for a while. Sometimes those stops and pauses can make a great difference without saying anything mean or ugly, without agreeing with them. You can just stop and pause and then have something, um, if you want to shift the topic, move the topic to something else. Okay? So that's rule number one. Don't try to change people. Um, So... Give us a call. I'd love for you to join our conversation about how to deal with those family gatherings at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. Um, when you go to a family gathering where you feel like sometimes people are being negative about you or to you, um, one way that you can prepare for that is to remind yourself who you are, why you think you're okay, why your opinions are as they are, name through your mind your good qualities, look in the mirror, remind yourself who you are, and um, get yourself charged up. A lot of the um, dysfunctional dynamics that are tolerated in uh, the holidays are really rooted in painful memories of the past. So like we said, what you really need to do and what Linda brought up, people who bring up those past memories need to be one thing that you can say is, oh gosh, that's the past. Let's talk about today. Or um, tell me about um, that trip that you just went on. Or Um, I want to hear about your children and how they're doing. To come up, turn the conversation into something positive that might pull someone forward into thinking that you maybe you do, you really care about them, and maybe you do want to share with them instead of bringing up um, the past. And to do that, if you will make a plan and then practice it, Don't, don't just Get ready as you walk in the room, but strategize before the doorbell rings or before you walk into the fray. Think about where maybe uh, you'll start the conversation. Think about how you'll deal with it if something negative comes up. You might even invent a few um, canned conversational bits that you would like to have if you find things as you enter really uncomfortable. Um, Visualize um, how you might move in the room if something um, happens. Um, This was a suggestion that I read about, and I thought it was a really good suggestion. Carry a blankie. Carry that um, binky, that pacifier that you need and I don't mean literally a blanket or a pacifier but um, bring in something that might make you feel comfortable like a piece of paper with with your favorite saying or a short prayer that you sometimes say written on a paper and you can pull it out when you start feeling uncomfortable or have a small worry stone in your pocket a stress ball, or even something that I've had some of my children in my office who get anxious, uh, a favorite seashell, um, a favorite toy, uh, a car, uh, a coin that you find lucky, something like that. So you kind of have that blankie, that comforting piece that will soothe you. Um, Or you can even wear something that you just feel good in and it 
you find it comforting. And I'm not talking about dressing up and looking fancy, but I'm talking about um, finding whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable so that you, when you enter a situation, you sort of are already in that comfort zone. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that might work? Have you ever tried anything like that? Um, I'd like to hear from you about how you deal with your family functions. Or do you look forward to them and are they always positive? And if so, tell us what you're doing to keep those family gatherings at Thanksgiving and the holidays in the future. Um, how do you keep those in a positive mode? I really would like to hear from you. I want you to join in the conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family, pardon me, at mpbonline.org. So, um, there's another strategy that you can use. Um, I don't recommend it, and that is you can just give up and not gather and decide that you're just not going to participate. But that's not a good way, and honestly, the bottom line is you'll miss out on a lot of positive um, functions and learning fun things about your nieces, your nephews, your um, your family, significant others. That could be mind-expanding and life-expanding. So don't, I think giving up um, is not the way to go. But I would give up on asking, expecting people to act perfectly all the time. None of us are perfect. You know that we all have flaws. So quit expecting everybody to act the way you think they should all the time. Um, I think another thing that you can do is to set secure boundaries. Um, Given the fact that you're not changing people, as we talked about, and that they're probably going to be themselves, um, then you need to decide uh, exactly how those boundaries need to be set. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to go back to the phones. We have Jerry in Brookhaven. Jerry, good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in. Tell well, us. I, just, I wanted to caution people, you know, this Thanksgiving and Christmas, so... Uh, Believe it or not, my family, we do not all think alike politically. <laughs> now, what I want to, and I'm anticipating that, and so I just think we ought to all either make that, uh, say we must not have political conversations or just be ready for it and, and have your good pat answer and try to move on to something else. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I think that's uh, great advice. I think, you know, we've we've talked about this before. Conversations that are difficult to get into and are likely to cause um, high emotions are those about religion and about politics. And it's often a good idea if, you know, people are on all different pages to try to stay out of that as much as you can. Um, if someone brings it up, like we were talking about earlier, you can you can either if they say something that you completely disagree with, you can just pause and not answer, um, or you can say that's an interesting thought. But but I agree with you. Thanks for cautioning all of us about that. Um, have have you found that your family's gotten into those conversations before and it's turned into something bad? Oh yeah, and uh, you know I've have I've got a, a little short speech ready or, or a little short statement. You know the fact that I served under five presidents in the military, and regardless of uh, whether I agreed with them totally or not, they were my commander in chief. And this current president is my commander in chief, so I'm supporting him, and uh, and I'm pulling for him because he's my president. Well, Jerry, that sounds like a good statement. Thanks thanks for right. calling, and thanks for the warning to everybody. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening. 
Well, let's go, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, let's go to Gertrude and Fairhope. Good morning, Gertrude. Oh, good morning. Um, uh, unfortunately, I have kind of a, the darker side sort of question to ask about things. Um, mm-hmm. When is it that you do step back? Um, example, um, young adults, um, relatives who... Uh, victimize you, break into your house repeatedly. Are you talking about relatives who come into your home and when when they're not invited? I'm talking about when they take a hammer and break the knobs off of your doors and uh, things and locks and and things like that and and steal things when you're not there. <laughs> wow. Um, um, it, it, I mean, it's pretty tough. Like I said. It, it, the more that, um, as much as you love them, and as much as you would love to be able to continue extending love to them and to their, um, these are nephews, mm-hmm. adult nephews. So, mm-hmm. of course, I have my sisters, you know, to, um, it's an alienation with that, which is regrettable, most extremely regrettable. But the more that I continue to keep myself open, the more information they have about how to take advantage so let me uh, let me just stop you there it it seems that uh, this this is something you need to draw a hard firm line on um, and and it sounds like you're perhaps in a dangerous situation if you have nephews who are breaking into your home and breaking through your doors um, what I would do is call the authorities. This is something that you should not tolerate. And if they're adults and if they are stealing from you, that's a criminal act. And you need to let your siblings know that um, this is something you you cannot tolerate, even though you love them. You cannot tolerate their behavior. And if it happens again, then the authorities will be called. I, I don't think there's any question about this. I don't think anybody out there listening would disagree with me. This is something where you need to draw a hard, firm line. And if your sister um, is unhappy with you about that, then she is enabling criminal behavior. So I don't I personally don't think we need to have any further discussion about that. That is just absolutely intolerable, and you should not allow it to go on, or you are also enabling them to be criminals. And I suspect they have a significant problem if they're doing this. So I am so sorry you're going through that, and um, I wish you good luck, Gertrude. Thanks for your call. Um, Jay, is it okay if we keep going to the phones? Yeah. Okay, let's let's go to our next caller. We have Eric on the road. Eric, good morning. You have some hey, comments about family gatherings? Oh yes, ma'am. Um, my family will have had a uh, situation uh, when we were younger, and it haunted me for a few years. And it got to the point to where, when Thanksgiving would roll around, I wouldn't, you know, want to go to. Uh, any family gatherings or anything like that. And recently I decided to be the bigger person and reach out to those relatives. And I think the problem um, with families maybe having quarrels or, or whatnot during the holiday season is it could be possibly because we don't really see them that often. Um, and then, of course, when you do once or twice a year, they bring up bad memories or, or, or things of that nature. But I decided to be the bigger person and actually reach out to certain family members uh, more than just once or twice a year. And I found that that way it created more memories, uh, more things to talk about. So, you know, when you have Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, it's, doesn't focus so much on the negative things. You have more positive things to talk about, and I just wanted to share that information with you. Wow, Eric, that's a great suggestion, and I hope every everyone, all our listeners, really heard what he was saying. So what Eric 
did is instead of allowing everybody to dwell on the past, what you worked on was creating new and more positive memories. And I certainly find that now with our ability to text and email and Facebook and instant message and all that, that we it's so much easier to reach out and touch that family member. I know in the last couple of years, I've been in touch with cousins of mine that that I probably, other than um, that once a year family gathering, uh, just found that I I just didn't know anything about them. And all of a sudden, now um, we know more about each other. I know the trips they've taken. I know new job changes. And it's been a really great thing. So now you can talk about the present instead of the past. So, gosh, Eric, thanks for bringing that up. That is such a great point. Thanks for your call. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to go to one more caller before our break. Let's go to Mary in Independence. Good morning, Mary. Hey there. Hey, Um, thanks for calling. I have so much sympathy. Can you hear me? Yes, great. Okay. I have so much sympathy with the caller before Eric, and Mm. and I just rejoice with Eric that he took the high road, and that is so wonderful. And I'd just like to share kind of my family's story um, because... There, there. You know, you said that you you kind of were categorically against people absenting themselves from from family gatherings. But there are situations where family gatherings are truly toxic yeah. and painful and damaging and hurtful on purpose. And in my opinion especially when my children were involved, I wasn't going to be around it because it was nothing but toxic. And if it wasn't you getting tortured, it was somebody else, and you had to watch it. Right. So so that, um, I don't know what you would say about that, but... <laughs> No, Mary, actually, uh, if if I sounded like, uh, I, I guess my point was, I'd rather you not give up and step back until you've really tried. But if you have tried and you have reached out and you're in the middle of a toxic situation, obviously the best thing you can do for yourself is to walk out. So oh, good. you're, good. you're um, absolutely right. I, I just don't think it's fair to for people that have had to make this just difficult, horrible decision to feel, you know, criticized and judged about it because nobody can be in, in your shoes. Nobody knows what you've gone through or what you've seen other family members being subjected to. But my story has a happy ending. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And and really the person that was involved in, in this cruel behavior I have a really, um, I don't really judge her, and I don't hold it against her because, you know what? She learned it from her father, right. and he was even worse. So, so you, you know. Having uh, bad models, God certainly. Not, right. You know, Jesus tells us not to judge, and that's why. You know, it's right. up to him to judge, but we're supposed to forgive. So, so get Everybody should be busy forgiving, even though maybe they think they don't deserve to be forgiving. You don't forgive for for you don't give for the other people. You forgive other people for yourself. And I just wanted to say one thing that Ann Lander said: the quickest way to mental health is to forgive everybody, everything, every night. Oh, that's a good one. Mary, thank you. No, you you have made a very good point, and I definitely want to um, correct any any thoughts out there that I said, stay in a toxic situation, a toxic family situation. If it's toxic, if it is damaging, and if you have tried to reach out and nothing is fixing it, then certainly get out of it. You don't need to stay in it. But to forgive those people um, certainly is something something that is, like you said, it is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself because holding on to anger and upset and frustration and hate is hurtful to your health, and there's plenty of evidence we can talk about um, further um, as we move along. 
So, Mary, thanks for your call, and I'm glad you have a happy ending to it. Um, let's take another break. We're talking about family. Patricia, we're going to come back to you as soon as we come back from the break, and we've got some other open lines. We're talking about those family gatherings. Give us a call. We have time at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about holidays with the family how to make them good, how to make them positive, and how to look forward to those gatherings instead of dreading them. So we're going to go on back to the phones. We have Patricia and Meridian. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning. Thanks for calling. I just to say at the beginning of the show where you said something about grandparents and, and the mothers saying these things that are irritating sometimes. In this country, we are taught to respect our elders. Right. And uh, sometimes grandparents do say things that are embarrassing, and sometimes mothers do treat you like a child. But they are your elder, and it all goes back to your own self-esteem. When I was growing up, if I said something back to my elder or ugly to my elder, whether they deserved it or not, my mother took care of that. (laughs) <laughs> and in family gatherings, uh, my brothers, my sisters, if their children misbehave, I'm like, hey, you get off that coffee table. That costs me a lot of money. If they get on it again, I tell their mother their father. If they keep disrespecting my belongings, I go to my sister or my brother, and I'm going to say, look, you're going to have to take them home. Uh, I work too hard to pay for this. And, you know, nobody likes to be around a spoiled child. And in my family, I think we all have pretty good self-respect because it's a free-for-all. Boy, I get told all the horrible things I did as a child, and I usually laugh and say, yeah, and I, you were the little angel with the halo, so just go on and tell us how it is. <laughs> Patricia, you have a couple. I barely hear you. <laughs> I- you have some good points, uh, Patricia. Let me um, agree with you that respecting your elders and certainly as uh, grandparents and parents get older, uh, many times they they do have fewer stops. So what we should do is learn how to smile. And um, listen to what they say. If they say, gosh, you'd look better with your hair cut shorter, you can smile and say, well, you might be right. Right now, I'm happy with the way my hair is now. Or if there is someone who says that, um, you know, I I really don't like the person you're with right now, You can smile and say you probably haven't seen all the qualities there. You don't have to 100% agree with what 
others are saying, but you do have to be respectful. And I'm yeah. with you. Misbehaving children really should be corrected by their parents, but I think uh-huh. it's okay if they are over the boundaries. It's okay for um, the the person whose house in which they are to correct them. Mm-hmm. I think you're okay. I'd love to hear from our listeners about their thoughts on that. I think um, now, would you swat them? No. Would you tell them that they are going to have to go to time out? Probably not. What I would do is correct them and then ask um, the the parents to step in. So, well, thanks for your call. Certainly, we need to respect our elders. Uh, we have so many wonderful older people out there who have contributed greatly to um, to our lives. And so we need to remember that. And if they sometimes don't have the inhibitions they used to, forgive them for that and um, treat them kindly. So... We still have time for other callers. Thanks for your call, Patricia, and that reminder. Um, give us a call if you have thoughts about children who are misbehaving in your home or um, how elders are treated. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I'm going to stay at the phones. We have John in Vicksburg now. Good morning, John. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Um Dr. Buttress, uh, this is a very, um, I don't think you've gotten this kind of call yet, uh, <laughs> but I, I am, um, the holidays are here, and uh, I recently had a niece that was released from prison, and the intimacy of this is that I was the victim of the crime that she committed, and it was attempted murder and extortion, embezzlement, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been, it's been a tough. Wow. She's been in prison for seven years, which is, uh, and I have been advocating for her to be released. I even went to her hearing recently and uh, spoke and advocated that she be released because she has four children, teenagers. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister, her mother, we have been working on. Uh, closure and healing for the past seven years and uh slowly very very slowly and we've done a pretty good job i don't think we've done enough but we've done a pretty good job mm-hmm. and uh i have not seen my niece yet and the holidays are kind of insequential but i need to at some point we are going to have to be uh, in each other's presence and, and start the healing process with me and her. But the holidays is that it's not the right time to do that. I'm not going to show up at my sister's and at Thanksgiving whenever, with everyone else there. And my mm-hmm. sister knows that and we've talked about it. But give me some insight on how to approach this situation when it is approachable mm. at this time. That's that's a, a tough situation that you're in, but it sounds, yeah. just hearing your voice, John, it sounds like you've forgiven her and you feel like that you are ready to move on. Is that correct? Well, I um, have certainly done all the physical movements mm-hmm. by um, advocating for her, talking to my family, mm-hmm. um, forgiving um myself somewhat but i realize that this is interesting since she has been released it's like it's dug up everything again in my head right and things that i thought i had dealt with maybe i didn't deal with completely and it's like this is like the next phase of what happened to me and then what we've gone through has been part of the road healing yeah but I still um, had some real questions I want to ask her about things that led up to this happening so and let me I make some yeah yeah let me make a, a suggestion John it might I think you may need to seek 
some professional counseling because it sounds like you might have some adjustment issues that are still ongoing that you need to deal with. And if you seek someone who can help you sort of write down your thoughts, journal what's going on, think about what issues are still unresolved and how you should approach those, Um, they may give you some ideas. I'm not talking about long-term counseling, but I'm talking about just having someone who can help you step through this. So then when you approach her, you approach her in the correct way. So that's what I would suggest. Sit down, um, journal through, try to figure out what those issues are before you decide to meet with her. I think you have a little way to go before you um, start asking the questions because it may turn into something that you don't want it to. So, um, John, I hope that helped a little bit and good luck with, with that. Um, I want to just take, uh, we have one minute, Darlene. I'm sorry, um, in Biloxi, you have a comment about family interaction? Uh, I just wanted to say that there are things that you can do to protect yourself. And one of them is before a family gathering, you do your own homework. And you find out if something's happened in one of your uh, family, in some family uh, member's life. And... uh, you can do that homework easily now with uh, social media, but so that if it if it comes up, you don't say, "Oh my God, what's happened?" <laughs> you know, you don't you don't overreact. Right. And then the other is, don't you dump something on your family at a family gathering that anyone in the family may not have heard about? It's just not fair. Those are two um, really good points. Yeah. The other thing, um, because if one of them says, oh, good Lord, then you deserve it. You Mm -hmm. you, uh, set yourself up. But the other thing is I'd like to say to all you grandmothers out there, I am including myself, when the children come, you do two things. You set the rules in a clear and honest and gracious and uh, age-appropriate manner in the hearing of their parents. I think that's a great suggestion right there. You set the rules and do your homework. Prepare for your family gatherings, and they'll be much better. And grandparents, you can set the rules. So thanks, Darlene, for your call. Relatively Speaking is a uh, a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today's show is engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, Sharita Brent. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.